Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. We are right to be sceptical about all new technologies being unleashed upon us, the general unsuspecting public. Often technologies can have unforeseen impacts and may benefit the few at the expense of the many. I'm normally a technophile and can see the enormous benefits of many technologies. And of course I like satellites and space rockets and all they mean for the human race. But here's an example of satellites that are not so benign. The problem is the hole in the ozone layer. When defunct satellites burn in the atmosphere, they leave behind chemicals that could damage the ozone layer and affect how much light Earth absorbs. Scientists have warned against the new mega constellations of tens of thousands of little satellites which are now being launched and many more planned, such as SpaceX's Starlink program. Researchers cautioned that the poorly understood atmospheric processes triggered by the chemicals released when satellites burn upon re-entry could lead to unknown consequences. When large satellites in geostationary orbit far from Earth reach the end of their useful life, these are things like the satellites that control DSTV and a lot of the telecommunications satellites, they have enough propellant to scoot them off to a graveyard orbit where they will carry on orbiting Earth for millennia with no harm done. But these new constellations of small satellites are in low Earth orbit and they return to Earth after sometimes less than two years and burn up on re-entry. For years the space community was content with the fact that the amount of material that burns in the atmosphere as a result of Earth's encounters with natural meteoroids far exceeds the mass of defunct satellites meeting the same fate. The problem, however, is the different chemical composition of natural meteoroids compared to artificial satellites. There are many tons of meteoroid material hitting the Earth's atmosphere every day. We see some of them as shooting stars. Meteorites are mostly rock, which is made of oxygen, magnesium and silicon. With the first generation of Starlink, we can expect a couple of tons of dead satellites re-entering Earth's atmosphere daily, and these satellites are mostly aluminium. The scientists realise that mega-constellations have a significant potential to change the chemistry of the upper atmosphere compared to its natural state, but not only that, the burning of aluminium is known to produce aluminium oxide, known as alumina, which can trigger further unexplored side effects. This alumina reflects light at certain wavelengths and if you dump enough alumina into the atmosphere, you're going to create scattering and eventually change the reflective properties of the planet. And this material also has the potential to damage the ozone layer. Concerns about the effects of aluminium oxides on the atmosphere have been cited by the US telecommunications operator Viasat in its request to the US Federal Communications Commission to suspend launches of SpaceX's Starlink mega constellations until a proper environmental review of its possible impacts is conducted. So at risk of sounding like Fine Music Radio's Being Green program, here is a quote from Aaron Bowley, an Associate Professor of Astronomy and Astrophysics at the University of British Columbia in Canada. I won't attempt a Canadian accent here, but this is what he says. 
Humans are exceptionally good at underestimating our ability to change the environment. There is this perception that there is no way that we can dump enough plastic into the ocean to make a difference. There is no way we can dump enough carbon into the atmosphere to make a difference. But here we are. We have a plastic pollution problem with the ocean. We have a climate change ongoing as a result of our actions and our changing of the composition of the atmosphere. And we are poised to make the same type of mistake by our use of space. So that's his quotation. Well, space is vast, but Earth's atmosphere is not. There are bodies like the US Federal Communications Commission and international organizations too, which must examine and monitor our use of space. And there's also the Secure World Foundation, making sure that space technologies are not being used as weapons against people, but to promote the sustainable and peaceful use of outer space. In fact, my recent master's supervisor from the University of Cape Town, Dr. Peter Martinez, is their executive director. I'll see if I can get him to talk to us on this show. So, yet more things to worry about for now. This is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. FM.